about sex. No. Sports, yes. All right, give it to me. It's all the sports knowledge you need. The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. It's all the hot takes, great guests, and your calls. It's nonstop sports 24-7. Ready to deliver the awesome. The Zone 105.9 and at thezone1059.com. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We're rolling along, trying to get back in the groove. And we had Tom Luganville on at 7.30 today and talked a little, well, Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban. That's going to be the story and topic throughout the summer. It will take us to Labor Day. Then the games will take over, and then they'll play, whatever that is, October 8th. In Tuscaloosa, Nick will probably beat him by 100. A couple reasons. Uh, one, Bama's better. Two, uh, A&M beat him last weekend. And then this, you know, back and forth. Yeah, it's October 8th in, in Tuscaloosa. Uh, I think CBS already announced that's uh, one of their doubleheader games. Uh, days, excuse me. And I can't remember how many they, they get. But, um, yeah, of course, you know that that one will be on on CBS. So A&M at Bama, October 8th. And if things line up, you know, uh, game day, I would think would want to be there too. I don't think A&M's going to have just a ton of wins, but let's see. Let me look at Bama's schedule. Oh yeah. They should be undefeated. Uh, Utah state at Texas. Ooh, Sark, Sark pulls Bama game two. After the disappointing year he had last year, Bama probably beats him by 100. La Monroe, Vanderbilt at Arkansas. I don't think that'll be a problem. So, yeah, Bam, Bama's undefeated. You know, A&M could, drop a, <laughs> A&M could drop a couple of games before they get to Bama. They could, I, they should beat Miami at home, but Ooh. you don't ever know. With Cristobal there in his first year. Um. Arkansas in Jerry World. That's definitely a losable game as AM lost to them last year. And then they got to go to Mississippi State. And MSU won on AM's home field last year. Will Rogers made a couple of big time thro- big time throws late in that game. And uh defense held and and they won that game. Had no business winning that game, but they won it. And so then they go to then they go to Tuscaloosa. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9, the zone. And, again, I, I would think that uh, Saban will will take care of business. You know, if if Fisher, Jimbo comes out of that stretch with two losses and he still has to play at South Carolina with Spencer Rattler, Ole Miss, and you know Lane Train is just a baller, is an offensive play caller. I don't know how good Ole Miss will be, but – we're expecting them to at least be pretty good. I mean, Lane's going to make them. They're going to move the ball and score. Um, Florida at home, watch out, Napier. You know, he's going to improve that team at Auburn. Mm, Auburn. By then, I think Harson will be gone. They'll have an interim coach. UMass doesn't count. Then LSU at home. So, uh, I'm. What if A and M throws up enough? To me, this looks like an eight and four. I mean, here we go again. Again. Number one recruiting classes, and yet you're going to the Gator Bowl. I mean, you know, in year five, 
if you're A&M and you believe you have a national championship coach because he won it nine years ago. And I could easily see A&M losing four games. I mean, they're going to lose to Bama at Bama. Uh, they lose I four. think they lose one of the three I referenced between Miami, Arkansas, and Mississippi State. I agree. I think they lose one of the three I referenced between at South Carolina, Ole Miss at home, Florida at home. Okay. So right here, we're at three losses marching down. They should beat Auburn because Auburn would, will probably be dysfunctional and in shambles. Uh, and then LSU at home could be for the fourth loss. Or they could have already had it before then. Look. Yeah. This is, uh, I, I don't know who's going to play quarterback. Max Johnson, the LSU transfer, or Haynes King, who started for them last year and got hurt week two early. Um, Calzada played pretty well at times. Now, he made that beautiful throw against Alabama, right, for them to win late in the game. But, uh, um, and, you know, that game was in A&M, and give A&M credit. Their kids played their tails off. And beat Bama, but they didn't. They lost to Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and a dead man walking LSU team with 40 players. So when I look at all that, I'll continue to ask the question you know, if you're eight and four in year five after you've recruited the way you've recruited, what you got? What are we doing? Where are we going? Are we any closer than you were under Kevin Sumlin? Ooh. Um, Yes, Jimbo is better has the program in a better spot if you talk to people around A&M the culture was rotten by the time Sumlin headed out but you still want to do something other than the Gator eight and four or even nine I mean you want to do something other than the Outback your expect your you know your goals and dreams are to to throw up a big number at some point do some really really cool things yeah, they're not paying all that money over there in Texas to, right. play, to lose four games. Right. They're not. They're not paying that money to lose three. Right. They want to go. They, they they expect double digits every year. They want to go Rightfully 11 so. and one and be I mean, there. You're looking at, I mean, they're this year, they're the fifth ranked or fifth best bet or fifth favorite, if you will, 22 to one odds. If, I mean, does this look like it could be, you know, his most disappointing season if he fails? Oh, I think if they go eight and four, nine and three, that they'll be disappointed. Because I think they'll sit there and go, "Well, how how much closer are we to to getting through Tuscaloosa to Atlanta?" I like the way you framed that. I mean, as far as are you closer? Yeah, you may be in a better position with him, but are you? I mean, are you closer than when Sumlin was there? Well, and then when you get, I mean, let's be honest. If you go nine and three and you get the Outback bid, and I mean, do I like going to Tampa? Yeah, but. You're A&M, and you're thinking when you hired him five years ago, we'll, a get, we'll eventually get back. I mean, not back. They've never made it. Right. I'm sorry. A&M's never, you know, we'll eventually get there. Um. You know, I think of, like, Mississippi State baseball. They could say they had been to Omaha a right. lot. And then they eventually, you know, they were a program that wanted it, wanted the national title, but they had been there. Heck, in 13, they played for the national championship. Uh, in in 18 or whatever it was, they won two games and got to the second weekend. They had done some of that. A&M hadn't been to Atlanta. No. Hadn't, hadn't even Atlanta. looked like an Atlanta team. 
no inclination that they should make it to And Atlanta. I just don't think Jimbo's the play caller on offense to look. I know Ed Ezron won it, but he had an unbelievable offense and defensive coordinator and a number one pick in the NFL draft at quarterback and, and just a, uh, other, you know, Joe Brady, Everybody Dave Aranda, pro. and Joe Burrow are ridiculous. You know? That's what it takes. I mean, for you know, for that, he had to have the perfect storm down there. What you did. I mean, God. It was the perfect storm. Everyone went pro on that team, it feels like. Yeah. And and Burrow was Brady and Aranda uh, all special in their own own way. So there you go. Bama A and M October eighth. A and M could walk in with two losses. Maybe one. Maybe they can go. Maybe Jimbo can go. He should. Okay, on paper, Jimbo should be undefeated going into bed. He should be one, two, three, five and oh. I don't have a lot of confidence that he will be five and oh. Um, I think four and one. Now, if they're three and two, they will be hot and bothered. And they get run out of Bryant Denny that day, come back home three and three. It will not be good. All right, let's talk some Ole Miss and Southern Miss baseball on the other side, plus some SEC football scheduling. Are we about to go to three permanent? And then rotate six. Um, Do you like that? Because they they may add a conference game. We'll see how that looks. Also, we're going to have Brad Henderson, Ole Miss baseball, at 930 today on the Corona Premier Guest Line. lifestyle. If your loved ones have experienced falls, broken bones, or bed sores, choking incidents, or other injuries while in the care of a nursing home, call the professionals at Williams Newman Williams today at 601-949-5080. Online at WNWlegal.com today when you need a win. Revenge for Ole Miss baseball? Could it be? Ole Miss will play in the Miami Regional. Uh, They draw Arizona to start. And they'll play at 6 o'clock on ESPNU in Miami, Florida. Coral Gables. Uh, uh, Miami's got a good baseball, uh, baseball club. They've been winning for decades. In decades, all the way back when I was watching Raffi and Will play, they were long, good back then. Oh, oh, so they've been so it's been like that for a while now. They they were really really good back then. How does is Dade County? They just have everybody. Man, I don't know how Ron Polk got Raphael Palmero out of there to to go to Mississippi State. He didn't go to Miami, thank goodness. Ron was down there. What? Ron and Bertman. I have that right. Polk and Bertman were assistants at one time. What? Um, I can't remember if I have that right. But but anyway, there. Yeah, man. Look, the U. The U has been good for decades. South Florida. Um, look, man. Those teams that are in Delta State's division down there. People don't realize this. Delta State is basically they kind of got screwed on the way the geographically the way. Their road to the College World Series. I know they won a national title and right. been several times, and 
Coach Boo and Kennison and all these guys have done amazing work. But, dude, Tampa, I think it's just Tampa College. And and the other one down there, at that, they're loaded. Yeah. Loaded. Okay, so it, there's just so many players down there in South and Central Florida. But, yes, Miami has been good for that. You know, A-Rod was going to go to Miami, right. but, of course – you know, when you're going to be the, or when you are, um, the number one pick in the MLB draft, that's, that's not going to happen. But yeah, Miami's been, been really good forever. So you got Miami and Arizona who've won natties. Ole Miss, who's lived in the, just coming off a super regional out at Arizona last year in Tucson, uh, which was a hell of a series. And, and so we'll see. Bianco is, I, I don't know at this point. Uh, it, how much, you know, how far do they need to advance um, in the postseason for this to work? And um, what's your gut? Of course, so? then you got to go one game. You know, everybody's like, I mean, you got to win Friday before oh, you man. do anything else, right? Uh Boy, I don't even know what to do with this team. I'll, I'll be interested to see what Brad Henderson I, do. I do. I get the sense or feel that they're a College World Series team. No, right. Uh, at the beginning of the year, did I? Yes, everyone because they brought everybody back. Right. Uh, I say everybody. I under, Let me let me walk that back. I understand Nikhazy and Hoagland and how amazing they were on the mound and the fact that they, you know, went on to major league baseball and more power to them. Nikhazy was arguably the best pitcher in college baseball last year. Yeah. An absolute freak. Uh, But still, I I never thought that they would fall off the cliff March 14th. And then they kind of put it back together and they've got some good leadership in Elko and bench and Graham and, and some of the other guys, they've got a shortstop that, could argue, oh, no, that he cannot. He's top one percent in the country. Uh, Jacob Gonzalez is absolutely amazing. He's ridiculous. He's you know uh, so on. So uh, they could do it, but boy, the odds are are against them. And then they're matched up with the Southern Miss regional. If Southern Miss doesn't win that regional, you would think LSU will. Uh, so we'll see how that looks. But it's going to be exciting this weekend. I mean, Southern Miss is hosting, and they're pumped, and they're fired up, and it's difficult to get one of those 16 bids in Hattiesburg. Southern Miss, Scott Berry did. Tanner Hall, he won the uh, Boo Ferris Award. He's been unbelievable among many other star-studded players that they have had that have produced um, in the lineup and so on. And Ole Miss punches their ticket. Mississippi State at home, uh, very disappointing season. Um, they'll 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 get in the transfer portal and see what they got coming back. And uh, this fan base desperately wants to get back to the postseason. I would have to believe that it's been tough the last few weeks, but it was even tougher for MSU fans yesterday morning because once the selection show, you know, goes and you you're not even part of the conversation. That's got to be frustrating. Uh, look, Lamonis and them have done an amazing job. He's already been to two College World Series in a very short time and won a title. Uh, but I, 
you know, the rumor is that they were embarrassed with what, uh, with what played out this past year. So they've got to, let's see today, tomorrow's June one. Correct. Yeah. Uh, June, July, they'll have about 60 days, maybe a little bit more than that to, uh, retool their roster. But right now we're going to focus on who's playing and that's Southern Miss this weekend in Hattiesburg and Ole Miss in Miami. And then Tennessee's the number, you know, the number one seed hasn't won it since 1999. That's uh, a long. That's a stat right that there. That is a long time. That's twenty three years now. In fact, that is the first year that we went to the super regional format. So I want y'all to think wow. about that. We went from regional to college world series, ninety eight and before, to regional super regional college world series format starting in ninety nine. If you remember, Mississippi State went to a super regional the first year. Um. So the number one seed hasn't won it in a long, long time. Arkansas was dominant last year and awesome. And they won the SEC tournament and they won their regional. And then they ran into a buzzsaw with North Carolina State. Tennessee looks, and this is rare because usually you've got like 20 teams that can win. It's not like football. Football this year, we have one to three. I don't know. Bama. Ohio State, maybe Georgia. Yeah. Basketball, sometimes you have about 10 teams, I think, eight yeah. type deal. I know all the blue blood. I went to the Final Four this year. All the blue bloods were in it this year, but that doesn't always happen. But it was Duke, North Carolina, Nova, and Kansas. And Kansas, wow. you know, cut down the nets. And I got to watch that Duke, North Carolina game in New Orleans. Oh, and it was one of the best basketball wow. games I've ever been to. But the bottom line is... Can Tennessee go, you know, they have, they're dominating at the plate and they're dominating on the mound. Now, baseball is weird, but they they look unbeatable. They seem poised to make the run and they make it. They really do. I mean, when you're leading the nation in but they, all batting and pitching statistics. They played all week, and sometimes most True. of the time that's not good, but they played, this team is, is uh, loaded. Right. They played all all week in Birmingham and Hoover and, and they won it on Sunday and, and that's and hey they got that tournament in Commissioner Sankey and SEC officials and everybody at that ballpark went through what felt like 30 inches of rain <laughs> and by damn they got it in uh, they were determined yeah. they wanted to get it in they got it in uh Florida maybe a team to watch out for uh I don't I don't know if they've got enough juice to get by Tennessee, but Florida has totally flipped the script the last month, and they're playing well. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't watch Pac-12 baseball, so I don't, you know, I, I see who's up here and, and you know, the teams that, that could be dangerous, obviously. But um, Oregon State, Stanford. Always dangerous. Yeah. Um, how about Cliff Godwin? Former Ole Miss assistant. East Carolina with a national seed. How about that? If something... If Ole Miss and Bianco part ways... I don't, I just... I don't know if Dan McDonald takes this job. Louisville's a national seed, so they're gonna, they could play for a while. One. Two. We'll see. All right. Uh, Brad Henderson coming up next on the Out of Bounds Show ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. 
and the show is brought to you by Eye Care Professionals, LASIK and Cataract Surgery. Eye Care Professionals, two locations on Lakeland Drive. great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using Upside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back just for buying the gas I was going to buy anyway. But is it a hassle to use? No, it's super fast and easy. And I can cash out whenever I want. That's a total no-brainer. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code PLAY for a $5 bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code PLAY for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code PLAY for a $5 bonus. Good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show is driven by your next Ram truck at Mack Hike and Flowood. Visit MacHikeFlowood.com. Uh, Jeep Grand Cherokees, Jeep Wranglers, pre-owned and new trucks and SUVs, MacHikeFlowood.com. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. And we welcome in Brad Henderson. Played baseball at Ole Miss. Now he's got a, another road trip ahead of him. He is the Ole Miss baseball color analyst. And the Ole Miss Rebels will be heading to Miami, to the Miami Regional, and they'll play Arizona at 6 on ESPNU this Friday. Hindu, good morning. Welcome in. Hey, man. How are we today? I'm doing well. So you got another road trip uh, ahead of you. And uh, this has been a wild season for the Ole Miss Rebels in baseball. Uh, the highs and the lows, and they have put it together um, enough down the stretch. Credit to the leadership on this team. Um, were you surprised that they got in, Brad? Uh, I, I was. I, you know, when, when, we, when we left for Hoover, uh, you know, we felt good about it. Uh, not great, but... Uh, Felt good, you know, winning, you know, finishing seven and nine in the league and, and eight of the last ten. And uh, you, you felt like we had done enough, but you also felt like, boy, if we could have got one more from A&M in that last series or had beaten Vandy in, in the elimination game and in the, in the tournament, uh, we were certainly in. But once that didn't happen, uh, I, I'm not going to speak for the staff, but I, I'm going to say there was some, some sleepless nights for sure. But uh, – you know, we did enough in the end to get in, and, uh, you know, hopefully at this point it's it's all about who plays well and gets hot. So we'll, we'll see how it goes down at Core Gables. Uh, I would have to believe, man, you know, for Elko and all the guys that decided to come, Graham, the whole crew that decided to, to come back, uh, how, you know, that had to be one exciting sigh of relief, but, I mean, they could get fired up and rally around this, the fact, because it doesn't matter. Once you get in, if you were the last team in, next to last, whatever, the bottom line is you're in. How do you see it, Brad? No, that's exactly right, Bo. And then, 
you know, credit to those guys for making that decision to, to come back. And, and I'm just so happy for them because, uh, you know, they, they gave up something. You know, a lot of them gave up a, a chance to probably play pro ball this year to come back, and and they've earned it. Uh, you know, and, and I think that, that helps us with all the veterans we have on this team as we go the postseason. They, they've done it many a times. Obviously, we were one game away last year from Omaha. Uh, when we play to Arizona, who we're going to match up with on Friday. So, you know, there, there's a lot of positives, but uh, it's just a quality group of kids. And uh, so to see them get this opportunity, I, I'm just super excited for them. Uh, you were there the last month of the season. They could have thrown in the towel. Uh, people could have started thinking about Major League Baseball and graduating and going into the real world and uh, many other things, Summer League Ball and so on. They didn't. What happened? Yeah, I mean, you know, we were 7-14, and 14 and, you know, the season was pretty much over uh, in the public's eye. But uh, I credit I credit Mike and, and his staff for kind of keeping that locker room together, number one. It's not an easy thing to do when you're scuffling like that, and, and a lot of times you'll get guys singling guys out. And it just didn't happen. Uh, and then, obviously, we, you know, we go down and, and, and beat uh, – you know, we get Missouri at home, who, who hadn't played well on the road in conference and, and swept them. So you could start to see a little bit of confidence. And, and then we go to Southern Miss, which is a tough place to play at Pete Taylor Park. And obviously, you know, deservedly so, they're, they're hosting. And uh, we played really well there. And, and then we go to Baton Rouge. And, uh, you know, some things lined up, I think, in Baton Rouge. Number one, we played extremely well. I thought we pitched it well. We hit it well. Uh, and we played really good defense. Uh but, you know, it, it helped not having Barry in the lineup. And then we kind of maybe catch a break in game one when, uh, you know, we get two innings in and it starts raining. And so they can't throw Hilliard in game, you know, to, to start the next day. But Delucia hadn't thrown many pitches. And he comes out and throws a gym. And, uh, and then we end up sweeping LSU. So you just felt really good about where we were, where we were trending. Uh, you know, and we played really well against uh, A&M. But they were hot, too. And they, they were. And they got us two out of three. But, but you almost felt like uh, that run we had gone on uh, certainly put us back in the conversation on the right side of the fence. Do you think that it, Brad Henderson on the Out of Bounds show, and he joins us on the Corona Premier guest line, uh, Ole Miss baseball color analyst, he'll head to Miami with the team here in the next couple of days. Uh, do you feel like this could benefit this team, that they play on the road? Not playing at home with all we, that pressure. Yeah, I, I certainly do. I, I certainly we we played extremely well on the road all year. I actually had a, uh, I want to say we were nine and six in the league, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but we, I think we were nine and six on the road in the league. And there's just something about it. Uh, they just seem to come together. And I know it sounds cliche, but kind of that all for one, one for all type mentality. Um, but they've done that all year. You know, we did it at Kentucky, we did it at Auburn, obviously at LSU. Um, we just played really well on the road. So, you know, I don't fear going to Miami. Um, obviously, it'll be a neutral crowd game one. I feel like we'll have probably have more fans than Arizona will. But sure. obviously, if we match up with the home team, uh, it'll be an environment that, that we're kind of used to. You know, I think the stadium seats about 4,500. So that won't be anything intimidating. Uh you know, other than their history of that program as well. But, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead. You've got a tough matchup in game one with Arizona. Uh, so, you know, obviously all the focus will be on those guys uh, getting getting ready for the Wildcats. 
What do you think Mike's message will be this week with everything they've been through, but it's been a resilient ball club. What do you think his message will be over the next couple of days to the ball club? Yeah, uh, I think it'll be uh, like it always has been. It'll be a business trip. Um, I think, number one, take care of your business. You know, do, do the things that are expected uh, and enjoy it. You know, you, you tend to play better baseball when you're relaxed True. and in the moment. And if these guys can stay in the moment, uh, then good things will happen. You know, it, like I said earlier, it's, it's a veteran ball club. Um, you, you know, the, the only kicker is going to be you're, you're probably going to run, and, and I don't think they've decided yet uh, who they're going to throw against Arizona, but it, it's probably obviously going to be Delusia or, or Hunter Elliott, and neither one of those guys have, have been in this situation. So um, as far as the postseason goes. So that will be something new, but those guys have, have pitched really well, especially as of late. So, you know, I, I think just staying in the moment and having that business business trip, business-like approach is uh, is going to be the message but because that's been the message all year. What do you see from DeLucia on the mound that you really like, especially the last few weeks? He competes. Um, that's the ultimate. You know, obviously the stuff has been really good. He's not overpowering. You know, he's going to be 89 to 92 with the fastball, but – the key for Dylan's can he spin the breaking ball? And if he can, if he can get the breaking ball over, uh, he throws it in any count. And hitters just never really get comfortable with Dylan. So, a lot of times when I'm sitting in the booth, you can tell early if he's got it or not. And if he's got it, you're in for a pretty good ride that night. And if he doesn't, he's gotten in some trouble. Uh, but for me, it's being able to to throw the slider early in counts, uh, and, and then it really obviously accents the fastball. Uh, which he can locate in and out, so that's really helped him. Uh, but but deep down, it's it's really been his competitiveness. He runs, he wants the ball uh, in these type situations. So you know, we'll, we'll see how he handles the pressure of a regional. But uh, I like Dylan uh, against anyone. He is Brad Henderson on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, Ole Miss, Arizona, in the Miami Regional. As Brad mentioned, they just played last year in what was a very, very competitive Super Regional in Tucson. And now the Rebs will go to uh, to Miami, play Arizona Friday night at 6 o'clock on ESPNU. Brad, when do you all head down there? We are leaving tomorrow. Uh, don't know what time. Uh, it'll be sometime tomorrow. Not sure of travel plans. I just left the stadium, and I think we'll know something here in about 20 minutes. They said around 10 o'clock. Okay. We'll know about our travel plans tomorrow. Obviously, the team's going to practice today. They're going to practice tomorrow as well. Just don't know if it's going to be, you know, here at Swayze Field or once we get down to Miami. So, uh, should know something here within the next half hour. Boy, that Miami program, that's an iconic program, Brad. They've been winning for decades, man. Yeah, yeah. And there's been a resurgence, obviously, this year of, they're really good. They're really good. They got a closer that's one of the best closers in the nation, and they hit the long ball. So it's going to be a challenge for anybody uh, that has to play them. Obviously, they, they will open up with Canisius uh, in game one, and they're going to play game one. Um, and, and then we'll follow up, obviously, with Arizona for the night game. So it'll be fun to see those two teams play before we before we get going. But, uh, yeah, story program have been for a long time. So, uh, I think it's one of the best regionals out there. Some Agreed. good game teams in it. 
Um, so it should be a fun one to watch. Yeah, Miami, Ole Miss, and Arizona all have talent and players. So, uh, and all pretty much live in the postseason. So it should be exciting. Well, look, man, congratulations. I know you're going to have a blast. We appreciate your time today. Know you're busy. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks, Bo. Appreciate the time. Brad Henderson, Hindu, a phenomenal player for Ole Miss, Ole Miss baseball color analyst, and uh, he gets to go to – it's a business trip, but he gets to go to Miami and Coral Gables and a uh, very prestigious program that has lived in Omaha at times and won national championships. And uh, Bertman – I was right. I received a text from one of our listeners. Bertman and Polk went through that program. Um, and isn't that cool? I mean, that was a, I know that was a long time ago, Still, but they were cool. both under Ron, Fra- the legendary Ron Frazier at, uh, at Miami and they can put, look, Ole Miss and Mississippi state have these amazing ballparks. You know, Miami's got this little 4,500 seat ballpark, <laughs> but they got players and look right here under Warren Nolan. I mean, Miami's 15th. Uh, they they went 39 and 18. That's a hell of a record. 20 and 10 in the ACC. Uh, and don't sleep on the ACC, by the way. They have proven. I know they may not be any good in football. Uh-huh. I mean, outside Clemson. Right. But uh, in baseball, uh, they have proven time and time again between Miami and FSU and North Carolina yes. and Clemson. Clemson may be the. Clemson and Florida State, there was one other we were, Arkansas, maybe the three programs, you know, without a national title that are really, really good baseball programs. I think Ole Miss would be in that second tier with what they've done the last 20 years under Mike Bianco. But uh, they've had legendary coaches go through there, and, and that isn't the only ones. But, I mean, I've been, I went over to Georgia Tech Regional in 2000 and. Five Mississippi State played over there, and um, you know so Tech has lived in the uh, UVA. They won oh, the national. Yeah. They they won the national championship a few years ago. Mississippi State had to go to UVA right. in 2013 and win on their field to go to Omaha. Uh, NC State. NC State almost. Well. well, they took Arkansas out last right. year, and who knows what would have happened with the COVID thing. So, and they were snubbed yesterday. They're uh, there were a lot of people on Twitter and just baseball, college baseball insiders. I mean, you could tell watching the show that Kyle Peterson was like, NC State should have been in. And look, I'm looking right here. NC State was number 32 in RPI with the 26th strength of schedule. Wow. And uh, and they didn't get in. Oh, also shout out to Lane Burroughs. At La Tech, La Tech made a regional. Lane was an assistant under John Cohen, and he's got a ton of Mississippi kids from Heinz Community College and other spots on that roster. Lane, Burroughs, and La Tech are in the NCAA regionals. So there was one other team I wanted to talk about real quick. A&M is hot, by the way. We'll see. Uh, Georgia kind of fell off a little. They're still good, but they fell off just a little bit. Uh, we'll see what Bandy does. Oh, Wake Forest is another. I mean, Wake yeah. Forest is 40 and 17. Cool. Uh, and, of course, you know, 
hosting. So uh, ACC, Miami ha- has been the school for a long time. Florida State lived in Omaha but never could win it. Still a wonderful program. And and Clemson, you know, they've had some awesome coaches come out of there. Kevin O'Sullivan at Florida, he was an assistant at Clemson when he was hired for the Florida Gators. And wasn't uh, Corbin tied in with the Clemson program? I think he was. Live in the Bank Plus studio, Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by B3, Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue in Madison on Main Street. They're serving breakfast uh, six mornings a week. Obviously, they're open for lunch and dinner. They've also got B3 in Brandon. So, Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue, um, amazing. Well, they have lunch specials, all right, which are really, really good. You know they've got great burgers, onion rings, craft beer, and the like. And that's uh, that's all at Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. Oh, and don't forget about their food truck. So, ooh, if you want to host, let's say you want to thank your employees. And you just want them to come on site. It's kind of cool. Um, they do some really, really cool stuff with their food truck at Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. So, let's say you've got an insurance firm or a law firm or whatever. Um, or maybe you're listing and you're in surgical sales or pharmaceutical sales and you're like, all right, so I've done the catering thing. Hey, I may, I may schedule the burgers, blues and barbecue truck to just go on site to one of my biggest clients. That's kind of a cool factor and they'll cook and, uh, and serve you lunch or, or late afternoon or whatever you want to do. Um, or breakfast for that matter with the, uh, burgers, blues and barbecue, um, food truck. All right, let's switch gears. Southern Miss hosting. What did Southern Miss finish exactly? 43 and 16. How about that? What a year. 18. 43 and 16. Southern Miss, Golden Eagles, Hattiesburg Regional, and them LSU Tigers will will be there in in Hattiesburg. Was the last time they hosted when... Mississippi State beat them down there, and yeah. Jake Mangum and that crew went down there and won. Mac me and them was that? Yeah, I think so. Had that walk off magic? Is it that year? Yeah, I think. So. And then yeah, that's what started it. I and think. then they went to LSU the next week and lost in the super regionals. Because right, Mangum went to two College World Series and lost in two super regionals. Right. Speaking of Jake Mangum, got called up to the AAA New York. All Mets. right, making his way through. I said this before. I'm going to say it again. He's the last guy I would doubt. Uh, a lot of people looked at his, uh, you know, f- physique. Um, of course, he's he's put on 20 pounds of muscle. Looks great. He was in here in January, maybe, before rep- reporting with the Mets. And uh, they asked him to go down early again, which is always a good thing. Yeah. And so he got a jump of about seven weeks maybe on six weeks on on everybody not everybody but 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 a lot of people he just got promoted to triple a new york mets <laughs> hey he's gonna hit who, who knows I, I mean he's there in his first game he got four hits wow in so uh it's hard it's <laughs> extremely difficult to make I, I know i'm stating the obvious to make to make it all the way through the minors we We've had some unbelievable players come through the state of Mississippi who have gone on to minor league baseball and couldn't make it. And it's not because they were not immensely talented. 
to make it all the way through those systems, system, and and rookie, A, double A, triple A, and things have to line up also at the Major League Baseball level, wh- level where there's room, da 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 da. Um, but Mangum's in triple A, and we'll see what happens here over the next few months. And if he can hit up there, you know, then eventually he'll get promoted and or start there next year. But it was a long way to go. We got June, July, August, and a little bit of September in minor league baseball. And we'll we'll monitor how that looks. Ethan Small um, pitched for the Mil- Milwaukee Brewers yes. yesterday. Um, they sent him back down, but I, he's fine. He's a big yeah. boy. He got to pitch. He'll be back up. Um, and that's got to be exciting for him, too, is on the coast. That's right. The, the M Braves play the Shuckers, nice. Biloxi Shuckers, yeah, that's all the time. They do. And I was at MGM Park in March when Mississippi State played Texas Tech back-to-back games. Nice. It's, cool. it's a cool spot. It is sweet. Right there across from the bow. And it's got a cool factor. So, um, Yeah. Ethan Small was was called up, and and that had to be pretty cool to walk in that locker room and put on a, a major league baseball jersey he uniform, and he'll do it again. Yeah. So we we've got a lot, you know, we've got the Jimbo and Saban thing going. Hadn't really heard from the Pirate in a while. We'll we'll see what Leach does this summer. Um, he's kind of staying out of the fray right now. It's the Jimbo Saban Kiffin deal with NIL and and they're barking back and forth. I don't expect to hear anything else from Nick Saban. Uh, if he comments on NIL, uh, he will not name names, schools or coaches. Uh, Deion Sanders and Jimbo Fisher were not happy. And Saban's got relationships with both. He and Deion do commercials <laughs> together. And then uh, y'all know this starting 22 years ago, Jimbo Fisher started coaching for Nick Saban until Mike Dettelier told us, I had no idea. I did not know that Jimbo Fisher, as far as we know, is the only coach to defy the no media rule under Nick Saban. Um, I, you think about Lane Kiffin as much as Lane and right. Saban butted heads, Sark, Kirby Smart, Muschamp, these are big names. None of them that I know of ever went outside the lines and did an interview other than y'all know when we get them. The only time we get saving assistance is the college football playoff because I think it's part of the deal. It is. And so Jimbo Fisher did hits on WWL radio TV Orleans, and probably, I guess, other spots. Um. I don't know how many, but I know he did them with Mike Dettelier and Bobby Bear. I didn't know that. Uh, I thought that was a big no-no. Yeah. That's what I've always been. I mean, I mean Kiffin didn't do it. Muschamp didn't do it. Sark didn't do it. Bill O'Brien hasn't done it. Kirby Smart didn't do it. Jeremy Pruitt didn't do it. It's a long list of people that you know um, that worked under, you know, uh, Jim McElwain. We didn't get McElwain on until he went to – Colorado State. Uh, that was a hell of an interview. Um, I know he lost his way at Florida, but he's kind of winning at Central yeah. Michigan or something like that. Anyway, so Jimbo just decided, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to adhere to that rule. <laughs> if I want to do 
an interview, I'm going to do it. And evidently, Saban never asked Detillier, according to what Mike Detillier told us. Right. You can listen to it on the podcast at some point. But he told, he told, uh, I mean, he told us, Mike Detillier told us that Saban never reached out to them to shut it down. I mean, they're both headstrong. Jimbo Fisher went personal in his reaction to Saban saying that all the guys got NIL deals. Of course, he didn't deny it either. And then Dion was vocal on social media, too. All right. Good show today. Jackson Meadows saving us. All right. Yeah. We went to the transfer portal. And it's like it's like Southern Cal and Caleb Williams out of Oklahoma. And we got it. We got it done. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to that Abound Show on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your auto and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team.